we're not going to change what we are. So yeah. we're going to live and die right now by pneumatics and our over the road division. And uh, with the amount of demand we have, I don't see this thing going away anytime soon, unless something catastrophic happens probably to the oil market, but it doesn't appear that's going to happen with the current federal constraints that they're putting on fracturing, which all that does is drive up prices. Fears among many in the diesel-powered owner-operator community of late are real when it comes to rising oil prices with constraints on production and promotion of alternative sources of energy. All that seems to mean little more than added costs for the fearful, but for the man whose voice you heard at the top, it all feels less like a problem than an opportunity. That's Jim Grundy, headquartered in Texas and owner of Sisu Energy, LLC an all-owner-operator and lease small fleet-based carrier hauling mostly dry bulk in the oil and gas business. I'm Todd Dills, and in this week's edition of Overdrive Radio, uh, Grundy lays out his multifaceted trucking background, which includes past work with the 1845 company, likewise heavy in oil and gas-related hauling. Farther back, as you'll hear, he came up in the trucking world in more over-the-road operations, though, and when COVID hit last year, it put that experience to work to take advantage of OTR opportunities in a new division of the company that's power only for owner ops coming in. Otherwise, Sisu Energy owns no trucks, no trailers itself, nor do dispatch personnel at the company. That's a feature owner operators there take to heart as evidence the company sticking to its mission as a platform where owner operators can thrive with support personnel invested in their success and thrive they have been. Over just the past few years since Sisu Energy's founding, it's managed to attract in the neighborhood of 150 owner-operators, most running in and around Texas oil fields and some to points farther afield, as you'll hear from company owner Jim Grundy. Before I pass it off to him, though, here's a word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. FirstGuard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right, as we've done for more than 80 years. We provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not FirstGuard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to FirstGuard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. FirstGuard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Uh, we started the company in 2019, October of 2019. Um, we're now on pace for doing $40 million this year. Uh, and we had a pretty stellar 2020 campaign through the pandemic. And it's one of those deals where uh, I guess we were a bit naive and we looked around and realized, I think uh, the stats were there's 34,000 trucking entities went out of business last year alone right. around the country. And here we are, our guys are making twelve to $14,000 a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it was one of those weird deals where and you know we we we're a non-asset based company. We don't have trailers or trucks. Okay. We are 100% dedicated to owner operators. I think we're uh, in 2017. I believe I started the very first owner operator uh, model in oil and gas with my first company, and we carried that forward, knowing that it worked. We carried it forward in this one with the idea that we wanted to be the biggest and baddest uh, pneumatic carrier in Southwest U.S. Uh, built solely on the owner operators and it's a platform that we believe in and even how we make money uh, uh, coincides with that as we're a percentage-based carrier and uh, we have no incentive not to find the highest paying freight for our guys. How many many folks are you at uh, now um, in terms of owner operators at at the company? 
Yeah, we're north of uh, 100 in West Texas, and we got about 40 down in South Texas. We have a handful of guys doing over, over the road for Amazon and JB Hunt. So okay. pricing about 150 total. Okay, so it's not all oil and gas then, huh? No, no, no we're you know when pandemic hit, we 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 started to stay alive. I mean, we were preparing to go OTR, but the reality was is we had a dedicated deal with British Petroleum that we still have today, and not only did it keep us in the game, but it brought us out around September, October of last year. We ramped up uh, at a pace that we haven't seen since 2012. And now the demand for services, just in the last 24 hours, we've had three major companies approach us with million dollar contracts we've turned down just because we don't have the capacity to pull it off. And really the, the point, because I mean, I had a podcast this morning in Salt Lake City and they were asking, you know, what's the issue? And it's like, I, I think the problem is, is, 40 to 50% of all owner operators left the market in 2020. I don't think they've come back or they don't know where to go and they're not sure what to do. And so we just want to say, Hey, CCU energy, if you're, if you're a go getter, you want to make as much money as you possibly can, which if you're going to be an owner operator, you're going to put your truck and your asset through that. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Our guys are literally averaging 12 to 14,000 gross revenue a week. I spoke with an owner with more than one truck leased with Jim Grundy and CCU energy. Who said that uh, that, re- that revenue figure is indeed a likelihood for any single truck owner um, to generate the oil and gas related hauling, much of it frack sand that the company does. And uh, you have pl- plenty of business to uh, to keep folks uh, in that uh, in, in that kind of revenue line there, like um, you know, within that 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 ballpark. It's more than we can possibly handle. Yeah. Uh, if we had 500 more trucks a second, they'd all be busy. There's, it's just we're turning down more work now than we're running just because uh, uh, and I think that's more of an indictment on the industry in itself, uh, just trucking in general uh, across the country where our over the road division is doing 275 to $3 a mile, all miles. Yeah. That's insane for trucking. And it's going to keep going up as more of these industries come online, imports pick up. You're going to see the, these rates going to keep escalating because there's no supply and demand. There's no supply of tractors anymore. The, uh, the average age of, of, of the trucker is in its 50s, and you're not seeing anyone come through. Uh, you know, I got some 25 and 26-year-olds here with our company that are making more than hedge fund managers. Right. All to think about. But, you know, they're right. grossing 500000 a year, half a million a year working for us. You know, we're r- running 38 to 40 weeks a year, um, and you, get, you don't have hedge fund guys making that cash. Right. But it's a perception, right? We all we, we look down on truck drivers and we look down on owner operators and why as a society when these guys are the ones that are the backbone of what we're doing and they're making more money than anybody out there. It's just, you know, it's like anything else. You get you get a bad experience uh, uh, in anything in life and in 2020 wasn't wasn't discriminatory. We just got oh. really lucky, man. We got really lucky and we stayed alive and uh, here we are on the backside, uh, bigger and stronger than ever, just just killing it. It's good times there, for sure, and Grundy is dedicated to the leased owner-operator model there with his home base in Texas, as I said at the top. The least small fleet owner I spoke to said he'd been with Grundy going back to the previous company he ran, and admires his ability to keep rates high by marshalling capacity in the form of leased owners of pneumatic tank combinations, with plenty of skin in the game themselves. That, the leased owner said, is what sets him apart from others he's worked with over his own career. Jim's been great building that company and getting our rates back up to where we need to be, he said. We're doing a uh, bulk pneumatic, uh, bayrite, bentonite, salt, sand, 
uh, crushed glass occasionally. Okay. We do these salt tabs out in West Texas. We're pulling Bayride up to Wyoming. Um, we've got Bentonite coming out of uh, Corpus Christi. And then we do a lot of your local fraction stuff on the bulk side, right? Right, um, okay. Average revenue a day is two grand per driver okay. on average. I mean, guess some guys do upwards of three. It just depends on what they're doing and who they're doing it for. And you got some folks pulling vans, it sounds like. We, well, it's power only. It's so power, our, okay. all, all of our OTR is power only. So we're, we're just dropping, hooking. We're not live loading, live unloading, uh, which is really, I mean, if you're getting 275 to $3 for a drop and hook for eight for all miles, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's coming from, you know, I mean, look, we, we have so many miles, uh, uh, clean miles with JB Hunt and Amazon both. And I come from JB Hunt. So, you know, we get some preferential lane there. Okay. Um, we have direct lines. We don't have to wait in customer service and all that. And they'll hook us up and they'll let us book out two weeks in advance. And normally they don't release freight more than six days okay. to the general public. But we're out two weeks in advance right now booking OTR freight. But uh, we get to kind of get our pick of the cream of the crop. But it's just amazing. You know, we've, we've gone uh, – We've been on Newsy. We've pretty much been syndicated across the country with our story and what we're doing. It's been really neat. And you would think that would produce a swath of owner operators. And, it, you know, we've had an uptick, but uh, I think people think we're too good to be true. And it's not. There's no escrows, no down payments. We don't have any cute fees. There's nothing in the background. It is as straightforward as you can run for us. You do your job. You make 83 percent. That 83 percent is not uncommon in the oil field, said the least owner I spoke to. Part of the reason it's higher than more common levels between around 70 or 75% in more heavily OTR operations is that owner-operators leased at CSU Energy are responsible for liability insurance. At levels roughly commensurate to what uh, an independent single truck owner might pay annually for with his own authority. 10 to 12 grand annually, that is. That's with occupational accident insurance as well. Per truck, uh, the leased owner I took to is paying right around 230 a week. Good rates, though, more than make up for that cost, he added, in his experience. And the lease agreement is indeed straightforward in terms of costs. As he put it, I've seen some oil field companies with a higher percentage in the terms, around 90-10, but they have hidden fees that wipe out that 90%. Grunty keeps his own costs as low as possible to wipe out to his own need to charge more for his own legwork, pounding the pavement for business, and so much more. Me and my wife were incredibly financially responsible. Uh, we're, uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that people are irresponsible, but uh, it's, once again, it's a platform dedicated to the owner operator. Our goal is to put as much money as we can. Our overhead expenses, I mean, you can do the math, it's about 12.5%, at least 4.5% for us, right? Uh, right? To do what we need to do. And then you got to think your corporate tax rate and all this stuff that goes with that. But uh, it's a death by a thousand amp bites. We're not trying to, uh, we're not trying to, take anybody's money up front. Uh, um, we understand that there's more power in numbers than there is, I can make $1,000 on one driver, I can make, you know, $100 on 10,000 drivers, and I'd rather take the latter, right? Right, right. Um, but it's really an empowerment, uh, I think CC Energy is an empowerment platform for drivers, owner operators to get out there and do what they do and do how, what they want to do. And we don't force dispatch. We don't, have, we don't tell anybody what they can and can't do, it's your business. Our job is really, uh, it's a creative vessel that when you're ready to work, we're supposed to have freight designed to fit your eye and that can provide for your family. Right. You guys are a motor carrier, uh, and primarily, and, um, you know, most, most folks are coming to you, not with uh, carrier authority, right? 
it's only our authority. We we're not yeah. a broker. We don't accept uh, other authorities. Uh, right. We're not right. subleasing. We're not right. Right. Doing a pass through entity or any of that. No. Right. Right. I was just curious. I mean, I know there's a lot of lot of carriers out there run brokerages as well, just to kind of mm -hmm. handle the excess uh, freight and stuff. Which is well, the the interesting thing about that is so in in the oil and gas space, which is our our biggest uh, our biggest piece that we do, yeah. uh, every MSA that's master service agreement. MSA the contract between the carrier and the company. Uh, every MSA uh, they they don't allow brokering. Now okay. that got that that received a little bit of uh, traction in 2020 just because so many companies went out of business and truckers went out of business. They were using anybody, but yeah. if you read your MSAs closely, you're not allowed to broker out any loads in the oil and gas, and that's because the safety requirements when you get on pad are so stringent and strict. You know, people can get hurt and get killed. Yeah. It's a danger. It's a dangerous job. I mean, these aren't truckers. These are oil. These are oil and gas guys that happen to drive a truck. Right. Right. They're not your standard OTR guys popping 650 miles a day. That's not what. That's not what these guys are about. They're oil and gas guys. They might get 200 loaded miles a day. Uh, we average about 15,000, 18,000 loaded miles a day. Um, and what we do, and you got to think, the average load is 50 miles long. So how many loads right. is that? Right. So tell right. me a little bit about. Um, Take me back here to how long you've been in trucking uh, and, and the different roles you've had. I know you mentioned you'd been JB Hunt for a while, and yep. had you driven and been an owner operator yourself in the past? Or no, no? man, believe it or not, I, I'm one of the most least educated people in trucking. I actually come <laughs> from an I, I, I'll say it. I I got a master's degree from Texas. I was in uh, JB Hunt by accident. I wanted to be an IRS agent. Uh, mm -hmm. I love doing taxes, and I was really good with numbers and. It's kind of always really been my strength. Um, I got into JB Hunt though and found out that I really love the dynamic pressures of supply chain. There's so many moving parts and then the people piece and coming from the restaurant world. I used to be a chef for a company called Johnny Carino's. I don't okay. know if you remember <laughs> that. There's an Italian restaurant uh, in Texas, uh, sprinkled in around the country. There's about 150 of them. In 07, they went bankrupt with the housing right. collapse. And so once I saw the housing collapse and being in the restaurants and I said, I got to do something with my life. So I went to grad school, um, came out trying to be uh, working for the IRS and stumbled my way into JB Hunt by accident, really. And here we are 15 years later. And right. uh, I've worked, uh, worked for Halliburton in oil, ran Northeast United States for procurement materials and logistics, and then went to private equity from there, uh, started a massive company uh in weatherford biggest probably today ever in oil and gas for trucking called 1845 um they they got they got uh pretty deep in with a company called pimco and i moved on and then started my own company and okay that's how we got here cool you you uh, took what you took the experience gained and and probably uh a good bit of the money uh gained from that company and just went out on your own yeah, uh, out of my own, uh, not a whole lot of money. Came, uh, don't come from much. Uh, my yeah. family, you know, never get wasn't born with a silver spoon or golden spoon. Or right, right. Anything. My family's in West Virginia, and they're a bunch of poor coal miners. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm, my dad didn't have running water until he was in, in 20. I think in 1970, the first time he had running water. So we we, we don't come from wow. much. Uh, was fortunate to really get in the industry and have some really. Uh, uh, awesome people that were patient with me and kind of showed me the way. And, and then, you know, you're out traveling on the road and doing your thing and you start thinking and tinkering and come up with this idea of how do you, 
you know, and seeing oil and gas for the longest time, the owner operator is always taking a backseat to company drivers. You talk to companies, uh, you talk, you know, these pressure pumpers and these EMPs, they only want company drivers. But I always noticed that companies that had company drivers and company assets, they always went bankrupt. So it's like, <laughs> all right, there's got to be companies out there that appreciate the owner operator as long as you have a safety platform program that vets these guys appropriately and then you maintain that safety program. So that's what we have. We've got field safety techs, um, internal DOT specialists, compliance specialists, um, probably for every one operations person, we have two safety personnel somewhere in around the U.S. doing various things. So, okay, yeah, that's how we keep it, keep it lined up. Yeah, for, for folks that haven't pulled a pneumatic before, I mean, I, uh, are, are you bringing bringing those folks in and uh, kind of giving yep. them the training and um, setting yep. them up right? It's a, a, a on the job OTJ. You don't have to come here. You know the old adage of doing orientations on site. We got rid of all that. We streamline orientation process the last maybe four days. If you got a clean driving record and you got the drive and you want to go out and get a couple certifications called PEC, Paul Edgar Charlie, or um, Safe Land. And then you got to have your H2S cert. All those can be done in about four hours. Um, go get those certs. Come come talk to us. We'll pair you up with the driver and y'all can drive together, not in the same tractor, but y'all can follow each other and they'll help you load and help you offload. And after right. about a week of working with the pneumatic and working with a, uh, a blower, uh, it's it's not hard. It, right. it can be done, but there's just things around a well pad that you've got to be very, very cautious and careful of because there's there's highly flammable things all around the place. There's people walking everywhere. And I mean, it's, it's definitely a skilled craft, which is why the money is what it is. Yeah. The caveat there, of course, is ownership of your equipment. Corey, the owner I spoke to, loves the work, hauling mostly frack sand to the oil well site. You're not constantly sitting and driving for one. As Grundy said earlier, most loads run very short in terms of mileage, at which point you're out of the truck and pulling hoses to get set up to air off the sand, among other tests. Whether you're using the bottom drop with bottom hatches, using gravity dump, they still want the you know your PSI at around four to six, so you can offload in twelve to fourteen minutes. Yeah. At this game, you know your your fracking stages, what they call fracking, um, you're using a ton of sand, and so you can't have someone there sitting for an hour and a half trying to offload a trailer because yeah. there's fifty other guys behind that one that's waiting to offload, and it's just constant consumption of of profit and sand and various chemicals and you know other components but right. um you know so you gotta have the right equipment you can't come out there and you know uh uh ill-equipped so to speak just because uh you're gonna be unsuccessful and then you're gonna walk away and say hey that guy's a liar and we're liars and i didn't make the money i was gonna make but if you you have the right if you have the right trailer and the right setup you can make a bunch of money with us yeah the folks that are coming to you are bringing their trailers they're well, bringing their equipment. They're bringing a tractor at minimum. They're bringing a tractor. Even if you, so even if you're a driver, you're an owner, say, say you're a driver that's displaced. You don't have a tractor. Uh, you drive for someone and they've lost their equipment and you need a tractor. We also play, you know, Mary matchmaker over here where we'll find a driver. We'll find someone. It, we have a lot of investors with Exxon that put on trucks with us that are empty. It's because these guys want to make money too. And they're making that much money. Uh, so we put drivers in trucks and, you know, we, we pair people up based on their profile or what they want to do. You know, right. not every truck is built for the oil and not every truck is built for over the road. Right. So it just depends on, you know, the type of driver and what right. they're looking for. And, you know, yeah, 
you know, in terms of uh, if you just come in with a tractor, uh, mm-hmm. does that that um, the ability to air off uh, those pneumatic tanks does that require special equipment on the tractor? Uh, uh, outside of a blower, no. You just need yeah. you got to have a blower though. Okay. And that's that, about seven grand new or four thousand used. Okay. Yeah. But being that we're power only in OTR, a lot of folks can get in the door just with yeah. their tractor only, yeah. do some drop and hook, get some revenue going. That way yeah. you're not in the hole, you know, week one without even knowing what you're doing. We can get you in the door and, you right. know, we'll help you find a blower as well, use one or whatever. Because once again, our model is no no tractors, no trailers. And we right. won't, I won't ever deviate. Yeah, I can make more money if I just got 20 tractors. And, you know, we have the money to do it. I can make so much more money, but it's just financially irresponsible and it's just not what we are. We've been asked to do liquid stuff. We just got a call uh, this last week from the vice president of New Park drilling fluids and they wanted us to get some back trucks. And I was like, look, man, I, not that I'm not interested, but it's just not what we are. All right. right Where I'm right. going to, I'm going to be very, I'm going to be say disciplined here. I'm not going to let, you know, someone pull us off sides on ideas or transactions that don't uh, behoove currently what we have in our platform we're not going to change what we are so yeah we're going to live and die right now by pneumatics and our over the road division and uh with the amount of demand we have i don't see this thing going away anytime soon unless something catastrophic happens probably to the oil market but it doesn't appear that's going to happen with the current federal constraints that they're putting on fracturing which all that does is drive up prices yeah it doesn't reduce demand right <laughs> no it doesn't reduce demand and all you're going to do is limit supply so naturally the price is going to go up and right. i mean they're I've, we've read some stuff recently where uh, some folks uh i want to say swiss bank is calling for 90 dollars a barrel uh u.s oil by uh october one and you know we're just short of five months of that now so right. there's uh there's some really great opportunities so i mean the rates we're on now are substantial um in 2011, there was a time where guys were getting $2,000 a load because there's such a scarcity of trucks. I don't know if we'll get back to that, but I think we're going to see something similar. Yeah, you can go to our website if you yeah. if you want to catch up a little bit, see what we're doing there. Yeah. Um, I, I would I would advise anybody though, you know, go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, okay. Go 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 check it out. Go just pull us up, watch our videos. We have a lot of about us behind the scenes. Yeah. You'll hear from our employees. It's too easy to, to get on there and throw some stuff that's misleading. I think what you're going to find is you're going to see the exact same message over and over again. Uh, we have a really cool group of people that work here that are 100% dedicated customer service professionals. I don't care if they're, they're in recruiting, if they're in payroll, if they're in dispatch operations, doesn't matter. They're completely dedicated and they understand the owner operator model. And, um, you, you know, so you can go to our website, ccuenergyllc.com. You can go to Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash CCU Energy LLC. You can go to YouTube, you can call us, yeah. you can text me. I don't care. We'll, there's, yeah. there's a, well, we'll talk to anybody anywhere. Um, we're past the point, this ain't about like self enrichment anymore. I mean, we, me and my wife have been really fortunate in this industry. And uh, I feel like we're part of what we're doing now is trying to give back and just trying to spread the good word. Like, hey, there's good companies out there, there's good people, and you can make a bunch of money. I don't look at it now as like, hey, it's CSU Energy and what what's best for CSU. Now it's just like, how many people can we help and how many people can we get back on their feet and right. provide for families? And that's kind of where we get our joy from. A big thanks to Jim Grundy and Corey for his time. And that's CSU, S-I-S-U is the spelling, CSU Energy, LLC. 
Nice to see a plan come together once in a while. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. The podcast is edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive Extra contributor and Muller Trucking hauler, Paul Marhofer, Overdrive Editorial Director Max Heine, Social Media Coordinator Holly Young, and News Editor Matt Cole. Till next time, keep it pro out there. <laughs>